Welcome back to another Noodleberg Daily Huddle, where we're committed to helping you get 1% better every single day. And on Fridays, it's always a very special day because we have the huddler in the hot seat. You, you know it's going to be a great one. Ellen's son texted me last night and goes, are you interviewing one of the headbangers? <laughs> it's happening, baby. It's happening. You know? like, I just know him as Chaz, you know, and we'll get into it. But... Uh, his career as a professional wrestler um, obviously speaks volumes, and it's why I would never want him pissed off at me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I think my generation, particularly of the young men, definitely, um, you know, were into wrestling and um, just enjoyed it. So, like, I knew who he was way prior to any kind of interaction with him. And when he was like, yeah, I was a wrestler, I was thinking like, yeah, sure. He was like some kind of like amateur wrestler. And he was like, no, I was one of the headbangers. And I was like, what? Like you were a superstar. You know what I mean? So I can't wait to have Chaz on the show and be able to dive into uh, his story and all he does now working with Dex and all the different ways that he gives back to our community here. So a couple of things. Uh, first of all, good morning. Andrew Linsky is in the house. I know uh, I, we will be on the course I, in two hours. I would hours. love to be on the course with you guys. Can't do that today because somebody's got to work. Um, <laughs> Jake's playing in the tournament. You're playing golf. Anyway, um, it is National Coaches Day. Is it's it really? It is. So uh, wow. celebrate us. So we get our, our own day? day. <laughs> we get our own day. Now, I here's a coincidence, it. though. At the same time, it's National Noodle Day. Oh wow! It's a it's a double whammy for a us. Double, it is man. Noodle Day and it is National Coach Day. <laughs> I love that. Jim talks about the waterbed story with me being involved, like loving wrestling. James and I used to make like you know our own belts. We used to cut them out of Manila folders. Manila folders. Baby. Manila folders, <laughs> and we used to wrap them in tin foil and we color them, and we'd have our own championship belts and then we would wrestle on mom's waterbed until we eventually popped the waterbed and ruined the water nice, bed nice, nice, nice. um so you know it's it's gonna be a great day kim sarney is here uh kim sarney who was also a huddler in the hot seat so all good stuff ahead but we're always looking for inspiration from others you know, it's nice to see what other people accomplish because it does mean, hey, that's possible. Show me this wonderful human being at 104. 104-year-old Dorothy Hoffner is hoping to be certified as the oldest person to ever skydive after making a tandem jump from 13,500 feet in Northern Illinois. Hoffner told a cheering crowd that age is just a number moments after she touched the ground Sunday at Skydive Chicago. She made the jump while tethered to a certified instructor. It was wonderful. It was a nice, peaceful, and I had to, had to keep myself awake so I could see the, see the scenery. 
Yeah, if you look up the news story of this, <laughs> where they, they give you the full jump, like you see her get strapped in, you see her go up into the plane, you see her jump out of the plane, and then you see her come down and hit the ground. Like, for her at that age to be doing that and to see her get up off the ground, absolutely phenomenal. Look yourself in the mirror today and say, what am I doing if she can do that? So great Amen. stuff. Um, I don't, I say we waste no more time. Let's go. Right into, let's go. Shit. So I have to ask you, Chaz, does that make you want to come running down the ramp and slide into the ring? I'm literally sitting here going like this. My, <laughs> my head's bobbing. hundred percent. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Mark, I am not. Mark, hold on, Mark. What was the comment of he what? You were a superstar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, yeah, so what, what I should have said is you were a wrestling superstar. You are I mean, still the superstar, just well, you're not was. still a wrestler, right? You know what? He's going to Pittsburgh to perform. No, my no way. Universe. I fly out tomorrow morning. I got a show tomorrow. I have a show the 14th. I'm doing a pay-per-view for NWA on October 28th. We're still active. Are are you guys as a tandem still active? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. even realize that. I thought you yeah. were like a full-time dad yeah. and nine to five. That's incredible. Yeah. Congratulations. We legit, if we chose to, could be booked every weekend. But we choose wow. We choose what we want now. It all, it all depends on where it is. And Pittsburgh's borderline right now because I just saw it's going to be like 40 degrees. So I'm like, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's below the, you know. So, so imagine this. I get introduced to Jazz after I get hired by Dex Imaging, and he'll, he'll talk about it. But we start doing some stuff. And then he says to me one day, I have a conundrum. He goes, I'm a professional wrestler and I'm a businessman. Is that something I should be talking about in LinkedIn? And I go, fuck, yes. I, I was petrified to put anything about wrestling on LinkedIn because my fear was, I mean, if you look at my stuff, I mean, I wear, I wear, I wear a skirt, I wear funky face, face paint. And my fear was a CEO or a CFO or somebody I'm meeting with would research and see that and be like, this guy's a clown. Who am I meeting? <laughs> that was my fear. And then Steve, you were like, no, absolutely not. That needs to be like front page. That needs to be on there. And that's when we sat down and you guys helped me. You and Shay helped me get the, the ring background on my LinkedIn page. Well, it changed everything for me. And that, Can you dive into that? I, I think yeah. that's really important because that that's everybody's number one drawback when they go into LinkedIn 
is this is not Facebook. This is not, I need to be, I need to present myself a certain way so that I can meet decision makers and do whatever. Talk to us about what happened when you put yourself out there. Well, when I put it out there, it kind of changed everything. I mean, I'm very, I am who I am. I mean, as, as we're talking right now, it's how I deal with clients. I talk, it's, it's just who I, I am, who I am. Um, but I always kind of held the wrestling side back because a lot of people look at it as stupid. It's silly. It's this, it's that. Um, but what I found was when I started actually embracing it and using it more, I had the greatest icebreaker ever because everyone wants to talk about it. Everyone wants to bring it up. And the first question everyone asks is, well, how fake is it? And I say, well, wait, fair question. But how fake is Rambo? Right, right, right. <laughs> Rambo's not killing anybody. I mean, it's, yeah. it's sports entertainment. It's, it's, a, it's a violent soap opera. Is what it's it is. Just, but, is that when you start like taking off your shirt and showing like the scars from the shoulder injuries and the elbow injuries and stuff? Listen, listen, no one wants to see those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when when I started to unpack it with you, you were saying, "Hey, listen, man, you got to be in shape. You do get hurt. How many freaking surgeries have you had?" So the athletic side of it, I don't care if it's choreographed or not. The athletic oh, yeah. side of it, you better be prepared. The athletic side's real. The the injuries are real. Um, I'm legit sore every day. Um, I, I started doing yoga. Yoga has actually helped me a lot. I can almost touch my toes now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, the 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 pain that you go through, being on the road. I mean, I was on the road 300 to 320 days a year. Um, so being away from your family and never being around and being sore and sleeping in hotels and eating at the Waffle House every night. That that was amazing, by the way. Um, <laughs> You know, it was it, it's brutal. So, yeah, so it's it's predetermined, but it's still like you're still sore. You're still get banged up. You're, a chair shot's a chair shot. I mean, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. So yeah. I think it's incredible to me. I really didn't know that you were still wrestling. So I would say that you balance four full time jobs being a professional wrestler, you know, being a, a leader inside of Dex Imaging, being a father and also the amount of philanthropic work that you do inside of our community and being a community leader, you really work around four full-time. How do you do it all? Um, calendar, <laughs> outlook, schedule it. Uh, it's gotta be, it's funny. I was just talking to a friend of mine, his birthday's coming up and I was like, are you doing a party? What are you doing? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, when's the date? And he goes, why? I, go, I need the date because I got to put it in my calendar. If it's not in my calendar, it's either A, not going to happen, or B, I'm going to get booked. Something's something's going to come up. Um, and the same thing, I have a camping trip coming up with my buddies. I'm like, and it's it's in January, the camping trip. And I'm like, do we have a weekend yet? And they're like, no, why? And I'm like, it's event season. You know, I got wrestling. We signed, um, so back in March, my partner and I, um, we've been together 30 years now. Um, I've had the same partner. He trained me. We signed a legends contract with WWE, um, which is which is amazing. But since then, the phone doesn't stop ringing. Like, like I said, we get booked every weekend now. So we're almost becoming relevant all over again. Uh, wow. But yeah, I have to schedule it. I got to put it in the calendar. If it's not in the calendar, it, it's not going to happen. So how far out are you looking? Like, are you booking two weeks, a month, two months? What does your calendar really look like? For... For just like trying to stay on top of like you were talking about your friend's birthday or you're talking about gigs that are showing up. How far out are you really looking to book your things? 
Oh, it's, I mean, if something comes up and it's worth it for me to do it, then it goes in the book. It doesn't matter if it's, um, you know, a year from now, six months from now, next week, if, if there's nothing there and it's something I want to do. And it's what I feel is it's going to sound kind of diva ish, but worth my time. Because yeah. at this point, what I'm learning as I get older is time is more valuable than money. I can make more money. I can't make more time. So the time Listen is much this more guy. valuable Listen than Listen to this guy. That's a slam to the mat, man. I love it. <laughs> and so how, how do you really filter that? You know, I, I know we teach people about priorities and we talk about it all the time. But as you're thinking about what's valuable enough for me to spend my time on it, what's the filter for you? Um. A couple of things. One is like, I'll use wrestling. I'll use this. This is a true example that just happened last week. Um, there's a, there's a big convention that goes on every weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, not every weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, every year in North Carolina, it's called WrestleCade. Guy reached out to me, wanted us to do a couple of different, would have been really cool things. He wanted to do like a headbangers ball. Um, and he was going to do it at like midnight at there and it was going to stream live and he was going to do this whole thing. Like it was a really cool idea. The money was perfectly fine. The killer part for me was because I live 15 minutes from West Palm beach airport. The flights out of West Palm are a little more expensive, but he wanted us to fly out of Fort Lauderdale. He goes, cause it was cheaper. And I said, that's more of my time. It's that's an hour drive for me to get to Fort Lauderdale. It costs more money for me to park. Then I got to fly back. I said, then you're asking me, to do all this stuff during the day, get back to my hotel room at 2 a.m., get up at 5 to fly home. Then I'm exhausted all day Sunday. I'm going to sleep all day. I'm like, sorry, I'm out. Yeah. It's, it's the time aspect because it's not, it's not the money side of it. It's the time aspect for me. It's kind of how we judge what we do, if it's going to be worth the time for it. It's, so that's I, great discipline. That's great question asking. I love that. Yeah, Dad, go ahead. So I want to jump in because – um, Chaz and I share a, a passion for philanthropy. You spoke about it. Um, so he does spend a considerable amount of time um, donating his time, his efforts, um, money, all of that. He's wearing pink today. Chaz, share why you're wearing a pink jacket. Um, so I am a, so my mother-in-law passed away from ovarian cancer. My mother passed away from breast cancer. I am a cancer survivor myself. I had thyroid cancer. I don't know if you can see the giant scar. Um, so it's it's October. It's breast cancer aware month. But my big thing is, so this is all about real men wear pink. Um, so I actually have, there it is, a thing going on right now to try and raise some money. Um, the great part is, is everything raised up, up to $2,500. Dex imaging is matching. Um, I think I'm right around $1,200 right now, which is nice. amazing. Um, so, yeah, so they're matching it. So, again, I got it. You know, I'm, I'm, real men wear pink. I got to wear pink. So it's funny, Steve and, and Shay gave me a heart and Mark gave me a hard time. They're like, oh, you're in the blazer. I'm like, real men wear pink. I got to I got to support the cause. Yeah, we we used to wear blazers on this show that changed <laughs> r- rapidly. Um, so in addition, and, and we share your passion for the American Cancer Society, we have our event coming up. Um, you know, the Women's Power Summit. So we too are committed, um, along with Andrew Koenig, who does a great job with Pink Pumpkins. Yeah, we just did. We just did. I had Dex and Bob with the Pink Pumpkins also. We just did that last so, week. So, awesome. you know, community leaders set the tone for, you know, for doing the right thing. So certainly you do that. You and I share a passion for junior achievements. So uh, speak to us about that and then talk about the event that we have 
worked on together for four years now, I think. Or... Four years, yeah. Yeah. Four years. It's four years and it's sold out. <laughs> yeah. We're a month out. Um, yeah, so JA Junior Achievement in South Florida um, is all about teaching kids um, financial literacy and entrepreneurship. Um, growing up, my brother and I used to mow lawns. We had our own little lawn mowing service. Um, and to be able to, and my thought is when I first walked in and I saw it and I thought what it was all about, um, first it was all business because, you know, I earned their business before I actually joined the board and I got involved. Um, but once I found out what it was about, I started thinking back of the stuff my brother and I could have done with the monies we were earning at 12 years old, if we just would have had a little bit more knowledge and a little bit more guidance towards that. Um, so it's all about that. And then even with wrestling, um, I was making really good money wrestling, but there was no guidance on what to do with the money other than save it. And I had pseudo financial guy and I kind of gave him money and, you know, he, but a lot of it, I, you know, I was young, I'm 23, 24, 25 years old and I'm making all this money. And um, I don't want to say I blew a lot of it, but there was a lot I would have done differently be, if I would have had something like JA um, just yeah. to be able to go there. And I volunteer there a lot. Cause again, time is more valuable than money to me. And when you work with those kids and at the end of the day, I had one time, this one kid came up to me at the end of the day, eighth grader um, from a low income school. Um, he came up and he hugged me and he said, Mr. Chaz, he goes, because of today, um, my family will never go broke and I'll never do without all because of today. He's like, thank you. And he hugged me and he walked out the door. That was the first time I ever volunteered from that day forward. I was just like, this is the most amazing thing ever. If you can like, like you guys preach 1% better. I touched one kid that day that made the entire day worth it. That's what it's all about to me. So, um, we, you know, all charities need uh, money. They need time. They need your, your expertise. You do all three, uh, little self-serving talk about the event that we started sharing four years ago. And now super proud, like you said, sold out, um, just one of the best networking events ever. So share it, share it. Yeah. So it's called the, a, it actually used to be called the guys ultimate night out because how it started was a group of guys. Um, I think it was like six to eight guys. They just sat around in a room smoking cigars and drinking whiskey, trying to figure out different ways to raise money for junior achievement. So it got elevated to different statuses. I actually started getting involved with that and Dex title sponsors that every year, um, in 2019. So we did it at Mastro's one year and it was awful. And the event was great. The, the, there was awful things. The audio was awful. There was just a bunch of awful things. Um, so we're fortunate enough to be able to move it to the Hard Rock every year. And that's where we do it now. Um, we're fortunate enough to we get, um, you know, big stars to come out sometimes. Like Mike Piazza was there. Michael Imperioli was there one night. Um, so we get, but the, the great part is you get there. There's a bunch of auction stuff, silent auction. We have a, a great live auction. You get NFL players there, like um, Channing last year was, was which was a riot. a riot. Yeah, so it's just like Steve said, it's a networking thing. You come in, you walk around, you network. You, if you want to try and buy something in the auction, you buy it. You sit down, you hear a couple of um, great speeches from us, um, and then then you go outside, and it's outside in the patio. You have a cigar, you have some drinks, you do a little bit more networking. And then you go hit the slots if you want. Um, Speaking of auction, Andy Linsky, who is in the audience today, they just got back from their trip that they got from 
the auction last year that they took to Tuscany and they had an unbelievable time for, I think they were gone for like two weeks. So there is a I real mean, example me, of somebody for, who took advantage of the auction. For me, the highlight is to see Andrew Koenig with a couple of drinks in him get on stage. <laughs> <laughs> he lit the place up, man. <laughs> a couple of spicy marks. <laughs> um, anyway, so let's go back to speaking about you, uh, Chaz. So you've had this unbelievable, multi-successful career in different channels. What's the secret to success for you? What drives CW? Um, a da the daily grind. You got to embrace a daily grind. It's just that simple. You got to, you know, you got to come up with a plan, stick to the plan. Um, the other big thing is change. Just knowing things are going to change. It doesn't matter what. So you got to embrace change. Um, Dex has this black book, and one of the things it has in it is um, that's their philosophies and things like that, all about Dex. But it says change equals growth, which equals opportunity. Um, I kind of embrace that because I know things are going to change. I have, may not be happy about it, but I got to adapt and you adapt or you become extinct. So you go with it. It's like for COVID, for me, the best thing, everyone was like, oh, COVID was so terrible. It was so this, that. For me, COVID was the greatest thing ever because it taught me Zoom. I run, I won't run initial appointment unless it's over Zoom first. So Attaboy. Attaboy. The, reason, the, the reason for that is, is my work day went from eight or nine hours literally to four or five hours. And I couldn't mm -hmm. figure out why. And then I figured it out. I wasn't driving two or three hours every day. I was able to get on Zoom, which made me more productive, which made my numbers go up, which made my pay go up. So it's just it's just adapting. So my whole thing is just it's just change and em embracing it. I, and I, I want to ask you about coaching, because I know you, you know, you met my dad through the Dex relationship. But then that carried beyond the Dex relationship. And I would love to, I would imagine that there was coaching involved early in your wrestling career and as you continued to evolve. So how is it, how important has coaching been to all of your careers? On National um, Coaches Day. So <laughs> On National Coaches Day um, and National Noodle Day. Um, it's actually huge. And one of the things I learned from wrestling is, and, and I do this still to this day, because when I started wrestling, I was only in, I was training three weeks in the ring and then boom, I'm on WWF TV getting the shit kicked out of me. Um, I actually had six appearances on WWF TV before I had like my first so-called real match. Um, a year, less than a year in, we packed up the car and moved to Memphis and we're wrestling in Memphis and I was greener than snot. Um, and I was green as hell. I knew, didn't know what I was doing. Like, I wanted to pack up. After the first night, I said to Glenn, my partner, I'm like, we need to get out of here. Let's just pack up and go back. I'm not ready for this. He's like, no, you'll be fine. So what ended up happening was it wasn't, I guess it was coaching, but you get all these different pieces of advice. People watch you and they say, hey, you should do this. Or, hey, you should try that. Don't do this. You should be doing this instead. So one of the things I've learned, and I'm still utilizing it now, is I listen to everything. I listen to everybody. I let it rattle around on my nugget. And then what I feel works for me, I'll keep and implement or at least try. But if I feel that's not me, that's not my personality, like just get it out and get it away. So that's been the biggest thing for me is listen to everything, let it jiggle around, sit on it, use what's good for you, what's not good for you, just let it go. I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you know, what, what I would share as a takeaway from knowing you is that even though you are, you can't see it on screen, you're a big dude. Man. You are, you're like, when I stand next to you, I feel like uh, you can call me Pee Wee, man. It's like, 
Um, but as big as you are and as intimidating as you could be, your personality, you know, even though you play this monster in the ring, your personality is very calming and very trustworthy. And uh, you are legitimately one of the most liked guys in the market. I can, I, you know, there isn't one person that says anything negative about you. You've done a great job of building your personal brand, maintaining all of that stuff. So uh, I say congratulations. I do have one more question for you about real men. If real men wear, wear pink, do real men also attend the Women's Power Summit on October 26th that I'm hoping is on your calendar? Real men are trying to do that. I'm trying to rearrange my schedule. Um, <laughs> I have, I do have, and Kim Sarney's going to laugh at this. I have kickball on Thursday, on Thursday. So I got to see if that's playoff week or not. If it's not playoffs, <laughs> I'm there. if it's playoffs, I'm at kickball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? Priorities. I tell people all the time, Good if you know. set your priorities and it works for you, nobody can ever have a complaint. It would be oh. wonderful to have you there. Um, so real men, you know, real men wear pink. Real men, you know, show up to the summit. Real action figures wear skirts. <laughs> I love it. And real men wear skirts. I love <laughs> it. You are, I love uh, it. you are a, just a true gentleman. Thank you for spending your time with us this morning. We un understand how valuable it was, but I will tell you your answers today or a master class in how to be really, really successful. And there, well, let's ask this one last question. I know you've spoken on some panels with other athletes. I think Kim had you and Aiken and some other folks do yeah. something. What, what would you say, what, why is it that athletes become great business people? Because they're disciplined. Um, to become a great uh, yeah, to become great in anything, especially in athletics, you know, it's, it's, it, it's that, it's, again, I go back that one or 2% of people that actually make it to the top. Um, I mean, this right here, that's my WWF tag team title that I won when I was with WWF. I mean, I was at the top. You, you can't get it in tag team world. You don't get any bigger. You don't get any, can't get any higher. Um, you know, it's like the, the pro Bowl. but those guys sacrifice things. My partner and I sacrificed years on the road when i say we were on the road we were on the road for like oh a week or we got home we were on the road three four five months at a time wrestling four five six nights a week getting paid five dollars um and one one example is i did a cage match i'm in a cage i'm in a 20-foot steel cage match wrestling in arkansas it's one of the biggest houses we have when i said one of the biggest houses there was maybe 100 people there um but <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking like I'm getting paid. Finally, I'm getting a payday. So my envelope was heavy. I'm like, yes, but I opened it up and there was a post-it in there. It said payoff $5 minus a dollar for a hot dog, a dollar for a soda I had at the arena. And it was $2 in nickels and dimes. That was my pay. But that's, that's the shit like, you know, baseball players going through the minors. That's the stuff you had to go through that I had to go through to get all of this. Yeah. And to, and and to, to be you know as Mark puts me, I was a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> you still are a superstar. There is no doubt about that. Chaz, thank you so much for being in a huddler in the hot seat. Thank you so much for being a member of the Noodleberg Tribe and the Daily Huddle Tribe. We appreciate all you do for us and our community. Very reach much. out to Chaz. You will not be disappointed. And if your company does not have a Dex copier, get on. Why? The <laughs> why why not <laughs> exactly right <laughs>
You guys have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Let's get down. Thanks, guys. I'm up, please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business.